I was 16 years old, and there was a basketball game on a Saturday night at my high school, and uh, I was really, really excited, and I will never forget this moment. I got into my parents' full-size conversion van, one of those big, big vans. Got into my parents' full-size conversion van. I put the key in the ignition, and I turned it on, and I put it in reverse, backed out of our driveway, and drove down the road. It was the very first time that I had ever driven by myself. I was, I was moving forward. I was going places. There were no parents to, to give me instructions, tell me how to drive. There was no driver's ed instructor. It was just me, and it was awesome. I was moving forward, both literally in the van and figuratively in my life. Fast forward about, I don't know, a lot of years. And uh, I am coming to church on a Sunday morning. I pull out onto 40 right here at the Flashers by Knightsville. I turn left out onto 40 and there's a little hill right there. And so I'm going up that hill and I get just to the top of the hill and my car starts to sputter. And I know exactly immediately what the problem is. It's that I forgot to put gas in my car. And I meant to put gas in my car the night before, but I had spaced it and I just didn't get it done. And I thought, man, if I can just make it to Casey's right there, I'll be golden. And, uh, and I gave it some gas as, as I came down the hill, uh, but it was, it was no good. Um, and I was just completely stopped on the side of the road on a Sunday morning on my way to church. And I was completely stopped. I was not going anywhere. We're starting a new series this week about moving forward. And isn't that the way our lives work? Like sometimes in our lives, we are like, man, I am moving forward and I'm so excited to move forward. I'm so excited to, to step into a new phase of life. And some of you, as, as this school year draws to a close, uh, we, we are moving forward and some of you are pumped about the changes that are coming. Like you're excited to be done with middle school or you're excited to be done with high school or you're excited to, to just be done with the school year because it's been a, a rough school year. You're just excited to step into the summer, to step into a new phase of life, to step into a new school or a new grade. You are just ready to move forward. You are ready to get in to the van of life and hit the gas and go places. But sometimes in life, we have these moments where, like, we're just not quite ready. Like, maybe for you, you're getting ready to graduate, and that means you're going to leave home and leave friends and head to college and experience new things. And you're just, if you're honest, like, you like high school, you're just not ready to be done. Or you're apprehensive about moving out of middle school and into high school in a new phase, and you're not quite ready. Or, or maybe... For you, you're just not ready for the school to be over, school year to be over. Uh, summer is uh, a lonely time and you don't get to see your friends and, and you just wish life would just run out of gas and would just stop for a moment. And so as the school year winds to a close, I don't know where you fall in the midst of your life. Maybe you are pumped and you are ready and you are excited and you are ready to, to move forward in life. Maybe for you, life is moving forward and you're just, you're apprehensive and you're not quite ready for it and you just want everything to pause for a moment. No matter where you fall into that continuum, 
as we finish up the school this year, this year, um, and, and we go through our last series here, I want to share with you guys some of the things that as you walk out of these doors for the summer or for the week or for your worship uncoiled career and you're moving on to something new and better, these are the things that I think are most important. These are the things that as you walk out of here, I want you to remember and to keep in your mind and in your heart. Over the course of the school year, we've, uh, we've had an awesome worship uncoiled. We've talked about a lot of things, and we've talked about a lot of important things. And I hope that God has spoken to you this school year. But as we, as we draw to a close and, and you get ready to walk out of the doors, these are the things that I think, man, if you could just remember these things. We're going to talk about one a week. Just these things, if you could just remember these things. Paul... Uh, wrote a letter to the church in Ephesus. He wrote a letter called the book of Ephesians. Paul wrote a lot of our New Testament, but the book of Ephesians is actually something pretty special. Uh, A lot of Paul's letters he was writing to specific people or to specific churches to either correct mistakes that they had made and show them that there is a better way to do things than what they are currently doing them, or he wrote them uh, as a personal letter uh, for, um, to, to teach someone how to lead a church. But the book of Ephesians is special because the book of Ephesians, Paul is sitting in a jail cell and he's writing to this church that is actually doing really, really well. And he realizes as he sits in a Roman jail cell, he may not be able to see this church again. And so... Throughout this book of Ephesians, he writes some things that are his last words, if you will, will to the Ephesians, to the people of Ephesus. And he writes some things that he says, if you don't remember anything else, these are the things that I want you to remember. Uh, Throughout the book, he talks about where they've been and how God has come and he's changed their lives. And he talks about how, how they were they were people that didn't know God and then God loved them and changed them. And now there are people that have grown and, and he talks about how he prays for them and he thinks about them. And then in, in chapter three, he does something special. He just kind of pauses for a moment and he writes out one of his prayers that he prays for the people of the church of Ephesus. In chapter three, verses 14 through 21, he says this, for this reason, I bow my knees before the father from whom every family in heaven on earth is named, that according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with the power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and the length and the height and the depth and to know the love of Christ that surpasses all knowledge that you may be filled with the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more, far more abundantly than all we ask or think, according to the power that is worked within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. I love what Paul's prayer is here for the church of Ephesus. I know that was really long, but if you break it down right here in the center, he gets really to the meat of it. And and you can kind of feel the passion growing through his prayer. He says this, 
being rooted and grounded in love, that you would be able to comprehend, that you'd be able to understand how wide and how long and how deep the love of God is, that it goes beyond all knowledge. Like there's no way that we could comprehend how much God loves us. And you guys, if there's one thing, one thing that I think could impact your future more than anything else, it's this, that you let this sink into your heart and into your mind that you are loved. That you allow this to permeate everything that you are, that you are loved. That there is a God in heaven that, that poured his heart and his soul into creating you. That he is absolutely blown away and amazed with you. And that you are so mightily and incredibly loved. I heard... Um, I heard recently uh, there, was, there was someone um, that was explaining why they weren't going to church, and, uh, and they said this. They said, I don't need to be reminded of my sin and my shame. And far too often, the church, and even here, we have stood up and reminded you of your sin and your shame. And for that, I have to apologize. Because this place, the people of God, God's message for you is not one of sin and shame-filled lives. God's message for you is one that you would walk into a place and you would walk into his presence and you would feel the overwhelming love that he has for you. The overwhelming, undeniable fact that you are loved. And I think far too often, as people and as a church, we focus more on our sin than we do on the fact that we're loved. And as you step into the summer and you step into this next phase of your life and you step into your future, if you walked out of Worship Uncoiled and you walked out of our student ministry and you walked out of this place and you forgot everything that we did, but you walked out thinking, man, I am so loved. That's a win. Forget everything else I said. Forget everything else that happened here. Forget all the games. Forget uh, all the videos. Forget everything. If you could allow it to sink into your heart that you're loved, that's a win. Because love is a powerful, powerful thing. And when we can allow ourselves to know the truth, that we are loved, it can change everything. It will change everything. Paul says, I pray that you being rooted in love would be able to understand and comprehend the breadth and the width and the length and the depth of the love of Christ. A love that is 
beyond all knowledge. Yes, this is, this is a shorter lesson. And, and I thought, how could I make this lesson longer? Um, because I realized that it is very short. Um, but I thought that if I just continued to talk, I would just be talking for talking's sake. And so we're, we're going to end. Our small group time is actually going to be a little bit longer tonight. Um, there's some extra small group questions. Um, but I, I felt like I had to just stop here because there is nothing else to add except for the fact that you're loved. That's where it starts, and that's where it ends, with the fact that you are loved. And when we allow that to come into our hearts and into our minds, it radically changes everything that we do and every way that we interact with our lives. And so here's what I want you to do. I do a practical challenge every single week, and I'm going to do a practical challenge again this week. And here it is. The practical challenge this week is I want you to sit down, and I want you to pull out a piece of paper, and I want you to write yourself a note reminding yourself how loved you are. I know that seems weird, seems kind of awkward, but I want you to write yourself a note reminding yourself how incredibly loved you are. And then I want you to take it and I want you to seal it up and I want you to put it somewhere where you'll see it. And when you're having a rough day where you're not sure about who you are and you need reminded of the truth of who you are, you can open up that letter and you can remind yourself, man, I am so incredibly loved. Let me pray for you guys. God, thank you so much for tonight.